0: Yeah, man. What's happening, everybody? It's a homie, Rodrigo, back, back again. (laughs) Hope everybody's doing all right. So check it out, man. Let me hit you with some uh, quick uh, little stand-up comedy dates. Uh, July 21st through July 23rd, we're going to be at the Mesquite Street Comedy Club in Corpus Christi, Texas. That's right, Texas, We're coming right back to you. And I'll be opening up for uh, Felipe, the man Esparza, and uh, Keith Manning will be with us. Yeah, what's going on, everybody, man? My name is Keith Manning. Get off the field. (laughs) So for tickets, go to, uh, you can call the uh, Mesquite Street Comedy Club at 361 960 2573, or you can go to www.felipe'sworld.com uh, and you can score tickets there. Again, July 21st to 23rd, the Mesquite Street Comedy Club in Corpus Christi, Texas. That's right, Corpitos were coming. So um, watch out. And also uh, July 28th through the 31st. I'll be there with Felipe Esparza as well. Uh, Caroline's on Broadway in New York, New York, New York City. Here we come. And uh, you can score tickets there. We're going to be with uh, Chris Storen. What's going on, bro? I'm still sad that the Warriors lost, bro. It wasn't even a war, bro. Moment of silence, bro. (laughs) <laughs> and you guys can score uh, tickets right there directly with carolines on broadway at 212-757-4100 or you can go to philippesworld.com and score tickets there that's right ladies and gentlemen new york city carolines on broadway july 28th through the 31st and uh Chicago, watch out because here we come again. That's August 19th through the 20th at Joe's Bar on Weed Street in Chicago, Illinois. Brought to you by Mikey O Productions. And again, August 19th through the 20th at Joe's Bar on Weed Street. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. What's weed stand for in uh, Spanish? Yesca mota. Or if you're in Cali, it's called pot. <laughs> and uh sound like Bill Clinton right there. Yeah, I smoke pot, man, every time they bring up Benghazi. Benghazi, that sounds like a fucking political porno, huh? The dice man pops out. I got the greatest heart on in the world, Hillary, and shove it down your throat. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, over here messing around during the announcements, huh? August 19th through the 20th at Joe's Bar on Wheat Street in Chicago, Illinois. Um, so yeah, man. Just want to let you know, fucking to Mexico again. Fucking had to travel down here. Uh, and uh, shout outs real quick on IG at uh, Baby J in the Bay, at the official Jer- Darren Carter, at Joma Peba Five, at AB Twenty Eight, at Kid Lit Fans, and at I Boo Tramp SoCal. Shout out to you guys, man. You guys kick ass. And I just want to let you guys know. Oh yeah, quick word from our sponsor before I forget. Cucaracha, La Cucaracha Pest Control. They're based in Los Angeles. That's right. If you need to get rid, get the kid. Get the Cucaracha kid. Right now it's hot as hell, and I know there's a bunch of. Cucarachas out there A bunch of bed bugs A bunch of ants So give us a call At 323-221-7666 And uh, we're on Yelp You can call Irma And she'll set you up An appointment So again La Cucaracha Pest Control Area code 323-221-7666 And give us a call And also I have uh, another uh, One of my Mexican sponsors Right here Hotel Casa Torres That's right Right here on Calle Primero de Mayo Number 325 325 in El Centro Histórico CP 98000 in Zacatecas, Zacatecas, Mexico. And you can call at 01 925 3266. Or if you want to send a fax, 01 492 925 3267. Y uh, Lada Sin Costo. You can call the 1-800 number at zero one eight hundred five eight one eight four two four, And they're also on uh, the internet at www.hotelcasatorres.com, spelled H-O-T-E-L-C-A-C-A-T-O-R-R-E-S.com. And you can actually make your reservations through email at reservaciones at hotelcasatorres.com. And reservaciones spelled R-E-S-E-R-V-A-C-I-O-N-E. ES at hotelcasatorres.com. So, yeah, man, those are a uh, little sponsors. Yeah, man, fucking building. We're charting on iTunes. So fucking happy that we charted this week, uh, yesterday, Monday. Got the news from uh, Felipe, and then I had a look on it. We went all the way to 122, started at 144. And hell yeah, man. Fucking thank you very much for supporting every one of you guys. And I just wanted to let you guys know about a quick experience that I had with my shine. <laughs> I got back on uh, July 1st, it was. No, the 2nd. It was a Friday. We went to go check out uh, the uh, the original members still of the Blasters band. It's uh, Dave Alvin and uh, Phil Alvin. And they're actually playing. They have two records out by themselves. Because I guess they had a history when uh, Dave Alvin quit the band and went solo. Because, I mean, there was a lot of tension and a lot of fighting and shit. And, uh, and uh, they stayed away for quite some times. And uh, these records are of covers. Uh, one's called Common Ground. Uh, it came out in 2014. They play and sing the songs of Big Bill Brunsey And then uh, Lost Time, which came out in 2015, which have some uh, Big Joe Turner songs and some Big Bill Brunzi songs in there too. And it was fucking awesome. Let me tell you, dude, I've been to a lot of fucking shows. I've been going to shows since I was fucking 14 fucking years old. In concerts since I was a fucking kid. My parents would take me to go see fucking um, Antonio Aguilar every time he would go to Pico Rivera Sports Arena. I've seen the Temptations at fucking um, LA County Fair. I've seen fucking a bunch of fucking bands. I mean, it's fucking a grip of them, dude. I've seen, a, you know, I've seen Pepe Aguilar when I was a kid too. I mean, um, Alejandra Guzman, fucking. Um, uh, uh, um, fucking Chente, his son Alejandro Fernandez, fucking a bunch of fucking Mexican stars and shit. Um. What's his name? To Juan Gabriel, Um, you know when he was skinny, fat, and kind of back to medium size, and then fat again. Um, And then I seen a bunch of rock concerts, a lot of punk concerts, a lot of fucking heavy metal concerts. But dude, this is one. I mean, my favorite band is the Deftones. I don't know if you guys know, but now you know. And dude, they're fucking bad as fuck live and fucking the shit. I mean, I think they're way better now than they've ever been before. Not that they used to suck or anything, but it just gets better over time. They get more solid with their units, they're more solid with their equipment, their sound, what they fucking project from the records, and fucking a. Bomb ass live experience You gotta fucking sit there Like Slash says There's nothing better Than watching your favorite band With a beer in your hand But yeah man We checked out um, um, Dave Alvin In a Phil album Over there in uh, Costa Mesa At the um, I think it was The Coach House and uh, dude, it was fucking bomb as fuck. It sounded perfectly, dude. Fucking Dave album was out there first with the band and shit. After about three or four songs, then fucking Phil album went up there and busted it out. And you can kind of tell that the fucking crowd even got. I mean, fucking no. I'm not trying to say that one's better than the other, but when once fucking uh, Phil album came on stage, it was fucking on. And uh, they were fucking dressed fucking sweet, dude. Sweet fucking Dave album with his little scarf and his little fucking bomb ass perfectly fucking fitted fucking coat, his cowboy boots and his cowboy hats, hat, and um, the guitar player they had from Texas, so was the bass player and the fucking drummer, the drummer was a chick in a fucking dress and nylons and fucking cowboy boots, fucking jamming, dude, guitar player sliding in even with fucking bomb, bomb, he had those like fucking, uh, the little Willie Nelson Indian braids, and the fucking bass player was cool, dude, it was fucking awesome, dude, and they played the fucking, all the songs, all the songs that you want to hear off those two records. And the other thing was so fucking bad as fuck. They had a bunch of uh, in-between, back-and-forth between Phil and Dave, but it was mostly Dave. And uh, it was fucking awesome. And they were all, they had their song about them, about their relationship, about their rocky relationship, about all the shit that people say, about they're always fighting and shit. That was fucking bad. But the best thing... Oh, and also Dave, um, Alvin played one of his songs, 4th of July and shit, which is a bomb-ass song, two days before the 4th. And uh, the other thing, too, is these motherfuckers played some fucking blaster songs, dog. Blaster songs, dude. Like Border Radio, So Long, Good Baby, Goodbye, Marie Marie. It was fucking awesome. I couldn't even believe it, dude. And they play my favorite song that they played on the Common Ground record, which feels so good. And I, that's the one that I put on uh, on the uh, on the uh, podcast last uh, last uh, week. <laughs> it's funny, dude. When you're with somebody you really fucking like and adore, and fucking you know, you put them on a the pedestal. they're like, oh, they're playing your song. <laughs> it feels good hell yeah dude it was fucking awesome sat there had some drinks then went to the beach you know what I mean and uh yeah had a fucking wonderful night fucking stayed up all the way to fucking I don't know 7 in the fucking morning it was fucking cool man then we went to go have a nightcap at the fucking Swallow Inn right there in um San Juan Capistrano so yeah man fucking uh thank you very much for listening fucking uh yeah man fucking uh it's it's a crazy experience. And also, too, don't forget about the What's Up Full co- podcast. Not that you guys forget, but we got the What's Up Full podcast. We drop it every... Um, we record it usually on Wednesdays or Tuesdays, and then we uh, drop it on Friday. we got the Enchilada Casserole podcast. Also, our homies uh, podcast, The Church of What's Happening Now. Shout out to Joey Diaz, Lee Syatt, Life in Neutral with Johnny Roque. Shout out to um, The Nation, 5150 Nation, Corey Holcomb and them. Hell yeah. Thank you very much, Rodrigo Torres. <laughs> It's Trina there? (laughs) So yeah, man. Other than that, keep shining and enjoy this podcast, man. We're fucking uh, talk to you guys or let you guys know about my uh, Mexico experiences, i.e., Zacatecas, Fresnillo, and um, Mexico City. All right, man. Keep shining. Peace. Why don't you tell me, loving mama, how you want your rolling done? Why don't you tell me, loving mama, how you want your rolling done? Lord, I can give you satisfaction, babe, now if it's all night long. Well, I got up this morning, mama, just about to break it. We talking about, about the Britex thing, about you know, uh, Britain trying to get out of the European U- Union. Some people were for it, some people were against it. They were like, "Hey, my, me, I don't really give a fuck. My, it's like we can't do nothing about it. You know, what, whatever. <laughs> that's how they were." And I was like, "Damn, man, that's fucking crazy." And then two weeks later, it, you know, fucking. Uh, uh, Britain uh, launched out of it. I guess they, they're not really completely launched out of it because they have to go bust, like, a bunch of legalities to actually legally get out of the European Union. But as far as them, as a nation, voting to get out of it, they're out of it in that sense. So in theory, they're out. And I guess a lot of it has to do with a lot of the immigration issues they're having and also the um, the um, the economy and whatnot. And I guess, uh, too, the uh, the pound, their, their, their uh, currency dropped dramatically after the... Uh, uh, announced that they were getting out of the uh, European Union, and one cool thing about Zacatecas too is like even like the Cerro de la Bufa, and then the little little national uh, spots that they have. Uh, they uh, light them up at night with green, uh, white, and red, so it kind of looks uh, pretty cool, man. You can check out some of the pictures that I had a couple weeks back on Instagram, and you can follow me on Instagram right there at rodrigotorresjr.com. But one thing, uh, one thing about here, the food too, is just like so so delicious. And I'll go into a little couple other little things. But as far as the um, the nationality um, aspects, as far as nationalism goes, it's really 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 uh, pro Mexican in the sense that it even feels more much more that than uh, the states. And the only thing is that over here in um, in Mexico they're just, you know, just littered with Mexicans primarily Mexicans, opposed to you go to the states where there is a lot of nationalism but it's always, you know, that white dude type nationalism, you know. Or you get like the Mexican American dude that's, yeah man, my family's from Mexico but I'm American, you know, type shit like that. Or you get those white dudes that got their businesses, American plumbing or fucking American backhoe service. And they get like a l- little too American, which is like, you know, it's like not even American, now. it's like xenophobic, and then And you also get the people, well, I'm not white, so I'm not all the way American, which is fucking bullshit. Um, But the nationalism here is cool, man. And people drink, man. People fucking drink. They let it go down over here, dude. Um, I guess in the Sinaloa area they have the beer called Pacífico because, you know, the Pacific Coast. And out here they have a beer that hasn't been out for too long, but it's been out for a while. It's called Victoria. It's more for the central part. That's like the beer I like drinking here when I come here. And I actually don't drink too much beer, man. Um, When I come out here, I drink beer and I party a little bit. I don't get too fucking crazy, but I did get fucked up a couple nights. (laughs) And, like, that first night that I went to Quince Letras, I was doing shots of tequila with those... uh, with those uh, English dudes, and we were uh, drinking Erradura, so that was fucking bomb, and uh, one guy was drinking Victoria, another guy was drinking Corona, and then another guy was drinking Modelo, yeah, mate, I love Modelo, <laughs> but yeah, man, they get down, dude, and they fucking drink pretty much all fucking night, and, um, and not too crazy during the week, Well, I guess uh, during the week they drink, too, the the chillest day in Mexico is like a Sunday, And that's uh, usually uh, when it's calming down and the streets are kind of empty and everybody gets uh, ready to go back to work. And it's also those weekends, too, when they don't have when it's a dry uh, weekend when during the elections that they were back in June 5th and then they won't have any alcohol, at, at least for sale. Uh, that weekend. But I mean, if you're smart and if you're really Mexican, you always have your uh, your uh, cupboards littered with all types of uh, alcohol. All three of my uncles, uh, and the, one of the uncles doesn't drink, but at their home, they have uh, alcohol. They always have mezcal. There's a sacatecano mezcal, uh, 100% blue agave. And I guess what the, you call it mezcal because it's basically tequila, but you have to call it mezcal just for the fact that um, the only thing you can call tequila is something that comes from tequila jalisco. Um, Patron too comes the actual liquid form comes from Tequila Jalisco, but I, they bottle bottle it somewhere in fucking uh, the states. I don't know exactly where, so it's re, it's almost like a, a Mexican American fucking uh, tequila. But uh, the Zacatecano tequila is pretty fucking good. I like a myself. Don Julio is probably like my second second favorite. And then then it got then you get Patron. But the, so then you get Patron, which means like boss in Spanish too. you got to be patron. But uh, Victoria and shots of erradura I like doing, man. Those are cool. Um, or just mix a uh, erradura tequila with a little bit of squirt, or even like fucking just a um, a little bit of uh, um, soda water. And that's the way I drink uh, scotch too. Which scotch is really the uh, the um, the uh, liquor I like. I mix that shit with water. Um, and then you know secondary or second to uh, scotch and tequila would be whiskey, which I do. Um, Excuse me, I do enjoy uh, whiskey a lot. Whiskey's fucking cool, man. I used to be a Jack Daniels dude back in the day, and then fucking uh, now, pretty much Scotch whiskey's the best. But uh sent every now and then with some ginger ale and shit. But uh, the streets, uh, the streets here in uh, Zacatecas are cool, man. They're all it's all lit perfectly, so you can you know check it out at night. And it's uh, fucking cool. And the one cool thing, too, the weather's fucking perfect. It's like 75 degrees. Sometimes it gets about 77 around this time. And, you know, the sun will hit you directly just because uh, the sky will be clear. You got those perfect clouds and uh, that perfect blue gray sky, dude. So, yeah, man, fucking Zacatecas, Zacatecas. And uh, yeah, just fucking cruised around Partied the first couple little days You know, drinking and eating And then uh, on that Saturday Was my cousin's little shindig She graduated from uh, law school uh, From uh, La Universidad Autónoma de Zacatecas Uh, You shorten it down with uh, You just call it WAS um, As far as the acronym goes and it was cool man. I seen a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a long time. Some people I haven't seen in like 30 years. They remember you, they remember me as a kid and shit. No, cuando eres morrío, eras un cabrón. Yeah, man, you can see, you know, everybody you you see you see them you see their faces, you totally recognize them. Of course they look different, you know, body-wise and age-wise and stuff, but uh yeah, man, it was cool to see all those people. And then we had um uh some tacos uh after that that were fucking pretty bomb. Uh all tacos at El pastor, it's a place called Taco Tacos. What what the fuck was it called? Tacos Borra, I think. And that's right there or borra. And that's right there fucking um down the street from the fucking Walmart or the Sam's Club. Yeah, man. They got all that shit true. They got Walmart here, Sam's Club. They got fucking Home Depot, McDonald's, by the way, that tastes just like McDonald's over there. Burger King doesn't taste like Burger King, but I didn't taste it this time. I tasted it in 2006, 2008. Uh, Carl's Jr. kind of doesn't taste like Carl's Jr. Subway, uh, a little bit. They got that shit here. But uh, McDonald's is the one just to the T that tastes just like um just like the McDonald's back home. And one cool fucking thing that they had out here um, when we went out to my cousin's spot out there in Santina, called the Huerta, was they have Jack Daniel's in a a 12-ounce can, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. That Jack Daniel's fucking Tennessee whiskey already mixed. Uh, They have it with Agua Mineral, which is uh, mineral water, or they have it with Coke and uh, with uh, lime juice, too. It's fucking pretty fucking bomb, dude. And that was fucking awesome. And when I was down here, that one time is that's when... um, Mexico lost on the America's Cup, and it was funny. You've seen a bunch of memes with the the Mexican flag, but instead of the eagle, it had the Jordan crime meme. <laughs> Jordan all crying because he got all bummed out because they lost. <laughs> but, yeah, man, Zacatecas is cool, man. And there's a couple spots that you can go out here and they eat that are pretty bomb. You got, like, Gorditas, Doña Julia, which are bomb. Dude. They got Picadillo, they got Cebrada, they got... Uh, uh, chicharrones they got mole uh to name a few and it's pretty fucking bomb even though i could have to say that my moms are better and it's not that thing that you can say that um oh fuck you know everybody always says they the mexican food their parents mexican food is better um you know what i mean their mom's beans are better their mom's rice is better but i mean my mom's been cooking she's like in her mid-60s she's been cooking since she was like you know seven eight nine years old so you know her food's bomb now. <laughs> I guess practice makes perfect. Even my dad says when they were first married, and my mom admits that, you know, her cooking sucked. But over the years, fucking, it got better. And I used to kind of not like my mom's cooking until I moved out and then ate that one time you go back home and go, God damn, dude, I miss this shit. <laughs> but yeah, gorditas doña Julia are pretty good. Um, you know, they're all, you know, they make the like the little gordita masa and then a the little rotating uh, belt right there. And it comes down and they cut it, you know, they, they warm them up, cut them in half, and they, you know, put all the, uh, um, ingredients inside or, you know, whatever you wish. But yeah, my moms are better. And just cause I don't know, I think she's not, the, I don't know if it's a little bit more love or the, uh, they're a little bit bigger too. That's probably it. You know, these ones are all measured out perfectly with that perfect little uh, spoon, uh, scoop. Uh, but yeah, man, one, the ones that I like the best are the mole ones, just cause, um, it's mole, and then they have that uh, that Spanish rice with the little green beans in it. That they, they put that in there first, and then they put your little scoop of mole, and it's kind of like a, It's not too candied or not too chocolatey. Their mole, it's pretty on point. It's like the redder mole, so I guess it's uh, from this region. Of, of, I think if you go back, to, you go down south, you start seeing. You know, that's when you start seeing more like the blue tortillas, and the um, the um, uh, the the mole that's a little darker, a little bit more chalk choc- um chocolate chicken style. Excuse me, in every every parts of Mexico, they have different stuff, too, as far as they just don't have, um, they don't have uh, just a standard Mexican food that you get. And uh, Zacatecas is known for their uh, carnitas, too, uh, which is bomb as fuck. I don't know if you guys ever ate that, carnitas buche, which is stomach, and then cuero, dude, is just like, fool, forget about it. They're known for their birria too, and I had birria when I was here. We always used to get birria when we used to land in uh, La Calera Airport, and then we'd go into Calera, and there used to be a birria spot. But I, that's that's kind of the older tradition when we used to come when we were kids with my folks, and now it's just a little bit different because not everybody goes to those spots. Yeah, so I went out there. We were uh, we hang out. We we hang out. We hung out at my. Uh, uh, cousin's little shindig We parted till like 4.30 in the morning And we went to go eat And that's the thing dude They party really late Which is cool I'm a fucking night crawler myself I love that shit And then we got something to eat So it's like And the thing with Mexico Is like I guess the desayuno Which is breakfast Is from like 9 to 11 La comida's 3 to 5 And then dinner's from fucking um, I guess 8 to 11 p.m. Which is totally different from the states. You know, we go back home. did you know? Breakfast is early in the morning till about eight or nine, right? And then you got lunch at noon. You know, a little hour before, hour after, and then you usually got dinner at about six p.m. And then you know, out here when you party till about four, four thirty, four thirty in the morning, you go out and you have tacos, and that's a, that's when the taco spots start, start opening up. When, as soon as it starts getting dark, except for this one guy called Kiki's Tacos, which he actually sells tacos in the morning, and he's down there uh, a little bit on the between um, Guadalupe and the uh, historic district, and Guadalupe is another municipality right that's just right next to Zacatecas. And that dude's been there for years. He's like a short little brown, like Aztec-looking dude. and He makes the bombest fucking tacos ever, dude. Dude, they have, again, picadillo, mole, um, chicharron. And it's a chicharron prensado, too, which is just pretty much chopped up in a... And um, that way, you know, you don't get into the hardcore country parts and fuck up your teeth or whatever. That's if you got weak fucking enamel in your teeth. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) But yeah, man, and then I went to Fresnillo for a day and hung out with my uncle there. The farmer, the farmer... Yeah, he's cool. (laughs) He's real cool. He's cool to me, you know. Everybody has their different flavors of their uncles and shit. And I'm one of those dudes, even though if, you know, I have a so-so relationship with my uncle or whatever, or uncles, I just keep it cool. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm not here to fucking fight. I'm not here to fucking live uh, uh, difficult with people. Even back home, if it's some motherfucker I don't like, like, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, right on, dog. Keep shining, man. You give him a little handshake and just like, Ugh. See you next time, if there ever is a next time. And he's one of those dudes that's really excited about what he does, dude. He's a farmer. He's been doing that shit for uh, since I was a little kid. He actually graduated from La Sierra High School, um, which is another high school in Riverside. Um, My dad graduated from Norte Vista. And then he came back over here just because I guess there was nobody tending the land that they had. Their dad died, and he came over here and started doing it. And right now he has alfalfa. Um, That he's cutting, and it's weird, I guess it's like, uh, I asked him about, how about weed? He's all, all, you know, marijuana and shit, he's all, man, they grow just like here, dude, fucking irrigation theory style, big old fucking acres of that shit, and right now he's growing mate, which is pretty much tomatoes, but it's actually a tomato that's native to uh, Mexico, it's kind of a, instead of just being a round, fat tomato, it's like a a slender, uh, longer tomato. And that's what he's, uh, actually, his stuff will be ready in a little bit. And uh, he's uh, cutting down alfalfa, which alfalfa, it keeps growing. And they actually have to cut it, and they leave it there for a couple of days. That way it gets cured, you know, kind of like, you know, you leave weed hung upside down. And then, you know, you go over there and, you know, fucking manicure it, cure it and cut it. And uh, then a couple of days later, you go, you go back again with the big old monstrous tractor machines. And then you start putting it in those big old, uh, Bales You know those things When you have a horse and shit You go buy a fucking Paca de alfalfa Or a pack of alfalfa Give me a bale of alfalfa What do you mean They're dollars now Because <laughs> I live next door to Norco In Norco, California It's Horsetown, USA So it's one of those spots where you can buy that shit there on the main drag on 6th Street. It's kind of funny, too. Now there's, like, a grip of Mexicans in Norco, and you see them all on their horses and shit. Back in the day, it was just nothing but, like, white people and their horses. Yeehaw! You know what I mean? Fucking all, like, John Wayne style. And now you got, you know, bice style Mexicans and shit right there with their horses. And their little bright little shirts. And they fucking, even with their little beard and shit. Now they have beer holders on saddles, which is actually pretty fucking cool, dog. <laughs> I'm not a horse dude myself, but I thought that was uh, pretty funny. So, yeah, his ranch is in Fresnillo and shit, and Fresnillo's pretty cool, man. The only thing that really sucks about Fresnillo is you got, like, that insecurity issue. And that insecurity is, is the traditional state term, but la inseguridad, which goes back to the, the whole narco thing or whatever, where people say, uh, you know, they get fucked with by those people. But um, back in the day, I guess uh, the narco-traficantes, the uh, narco dudes, wouldn't really fuck with people. They'd go into towns by fucking bunch of alcohol, a bunch of liquor, a bunch of meat, and make carne asadas, party in little ranches, get a couple girls pregnant, you know, over the weekend, then take off. You know what I mean? And you know they probably die, you know, doing you know the work that they do. But now in Fresnillo, it's actually a lot calmed down now. But back in 2006, when they had a d- other governor, um, there was uh, the Setas came in. I don't know if you guys heard about those, but that was a group that actually used to work for the uh, Pacific Cartel, which is, um, I think Chapo's people or whatever. As um, as uh, their mercenaries, as their guard, as their security, and then they finally said, "Fuck this! Let's start our own cartel." Since shit, we're protecting these motherfuckers. We're more badass. And I guess what those people did started actually going in to the cities or to the municipalities and uh, taking it over, and started fucking with all the people that fucking had businesses and shit. You know, just fucking going in there, kidnapping them, torturing them, and you know, taking their loads of cash and shit. And that never happened before. And, you know, with those guys came in, that's when it started happening. And there was a bunch of shit on uh, YouTube and uh, national media where, um, you know, they showed the videos, beheadings and shit like that. Really fucking awful, horrible shit, dude. And uh, they're still there. They're getting a little pushed out now. They're not as uh, as strong as they, they they were. But this is all, like, hearsay or street talk or word on the street um, and a little bit of uh, info that comes from uh, the uh, the uh, uh, newspapers and, um, and media out here. But uh, yeah, they said that um, you know Chapo's people are kind of pushing them out. They shot, uh, killed a lot of their uh, people that distribute a lot of the alcones. And I guess the definition for nalcon, which means a, a falcon in English, is that these little kids would be on bikes and shit, and they would just pretty much be lookouts for those dudes. And they had like radio walkie talkies, and whenever they seen a cop or whenever they seen somebody or something, they'll fucking, you know, psh, um, you know, dial it in, fucking, you know. Let the dudes uh, know what was up, dude And they said in Zacatecas They used to have one of the head dudes of uh, Los Cetas They are called El Cincuenta This motherfucker was riding around in a fucking Ferrari I mean, straight up balling style But the streets are all fucked up there You can't really get a straightaway away fucking uh, To hustle down the street on your Ferrari, dude So it was kind of like, you know, a hindrance But it's more of those things of like Yeah, motherfucker, I'm in your town, so respect and shit but, yeah, man, um, every day, even in uh, Fresnillo to this day, before it used to be more worse, more worse, or worser. <laughs> it was worse. Um, they'd be finding four, five, six, even ten bodies a day, dude, just, like, straight up executed right there on the side of the fucking road. And now they're finding, like, three, two to three a day. And still kind of crazy. I mean, and it's a lot of those people that are involved with that type of shit. It's not like they're, you know, yanking people out of their houses and murdering them, which way they were for a while. And I heard another thing that they did was if you're riding around fast in your car and burning out and shit, those fools will give you a warning. And they actually yank you out of your car and spank your ass with a wooden fucking paddle and shit just to let you fucking know, hey, motherfucker, relax. And uh, that that kind of sucks too. I guess you can't burn rubber and shit, so you got to keep it low key. You got to keep the party in low key. And even if you smoke pot out there, dude, you can't be. You got to kind of do it like fucking secluded because those dudes they'll smell pot or whatever, and they'll go up to you. What the? What's up? Where'd you get it? It's not our pot. What the fuck? And then they'll beat your ass, or if not, fucking you know, send you to fucking to heaven's fucking um to the pearly gates, dude, with Saint Pete, dude. So yeah, man, it's kind of fucked up, dude. But what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? You got to fucking live accordingly. And that's one of those things that you don't have to live, like, over there in the States, dude. You know, fuck, somebody fucks with you, you just call 911, boom. Cops will show up in a fucking second, dude. You don't have to deal with that shit. And, um, yeah, man. So that's what went down, dude. Fucking, uh, or going down in Fresnia right now. Other than that, that's the only thing that's kind of... uh, kind of the, the kind of sucks but i mean i've never been fucked without here again i mean none of my parents none of my parents none of my uh, family members or nobody i know directly that i hang out with or know out here is uh, involved with that shit dude so uh you know, I never had an issue with that, and you do see them every now and then. You know, these motherfuckers, you know, pop out of their fucking trucks with their little fucking AR-15s and shit, and you know, sit down and eat tacos, and they hop back on their trucks and leave. It's kind of funny because they kind of pay, you know, and they, you know, but uh, opposed to how they say they're kind of dicks, or whatever, they'll go over there and just jack you or whatever the fuck. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's uh, in a nutshell, that's my little experience in Zacatecas and Fresnillo, which. No, nevertheless dude the food is fucking bomb it's just phenomenal and the other thing too that i drink is a uh, um uh fresh uh, carrot juice out here which i drink uh, the bolt house stuff that i get from uh, staters when i'm in the states and that's supposed to be like organic and pure and shit but it still has like a tinge of process that you can tell in which i didn't which i wasn't able to tell till i came out here and the actual lady sitting there with like those stainless steel uh, juicers and she you know she's sticking the fucking carrots in there and fucking juice is leaking out and then I drank that cup of uh, carrot juice And it was fucking delicious, dude I was like, god damn, this is fucking great Fuck yeah I was like, god, this is carrot juice? It's like, it's like, dude, It's like, it tasted like, you know, candied up, dude And it was all natural I was like, god damn And I guess the stuff, you know, from Bullhouse that you drink I guess it has to be processed somewhat Even though it's organic or whatnot But there's no fucking way No fucking way that it measures to the fucking fresh Um, uh uh version uh, that you can actually get yourself um right then and there um from a juice spot. So that was fucking cool. And the thing is there's just like a like abundance of food. And of course it's a trip of, you know, Mexico. Everybody says Mexico is like backwards and non-progressive, but Mexico is not the same Mexico that I remember when being a little kid cruising through here, you know, when they used to, you know, and you know some people talk about soda in bags. That's true. If you couldn't afford, if you couldn't afford to pay the extra fucking five pesos for the fucking bottle, you had to take it. You know, because right here they used to, you know, the the actual bottle. You had to, you had it was a deposit. You would buy it, and then when you were done with your cokes, you'd take those back, and then you'll get new ones. If not, if you didn't buy the actual bottle, then you would have to fucking, um, you'd have to, um, you know give it back or drink it right then or there or They put that shit in a bag but I never liked that shit in a bag to be honest with you to me I thought that shit was fucking gross so I mean that's just me I'm just weird like that I'm to do the dude that drinks out of a can or the bottle or pour that shit in the fucking glass yeah man I was all I wasn't into that shit whatsoever dude <laughs> but Mexico's different man like it's a trip man like it's all more so 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 advanced and, um, you know, people are hip to social media. Facebook is big out here still. Uh, Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram. And uh, people are on it, man. It's not a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole nother uh, world, dude. Um, which is cool. It's fucking uh, super, super fucking awesome. That's fucking the shit. Um, but yeah, man. So that was my little experience in Zacatecas and uh, Fresnillo the first time around. Um, and now i'm here um i'll give you guys part 2 uh, next week or the week after after we have a guest um last week we had the uh, guest uh, our guest uh Darren Carter excuse me a uh, comedian and he was a cool guest i've known that dude for a long time so uh, if you guys haven't checked out checked out uh that episode check it out man with the party starter <laughs> Darren Carter aka Fireball El Gallo <laughs> And then, uh, so yeah, man, that was it um, for pretty much the first little week of being here in uh, Zacatecas. And then uh, the following Tuesday, I flew out to um, uh, to uh, Mexico City. Hell yeah. And uh, Mexico City is a fucking trip, man. And that's where those people, you see more of those people on on uh, on health trips. Dude, the student like, right there in uh, Calle Reforma, there was like three vegan spots, like, and I ate at a one vegan spot that was like kind of just a a post like a little uh, a puesto, and that was bomb as fuck. Um, I ate uh, chi, uh, chorizo tacos, al pastor, and, uh, and uh, it was carne But what the fuck they called it? Uh, what the they called it? What the fuck do they call it? Um, oh, bistec. Let me tell you, dog, I've eaten fucking uh, bomb ass fucking vegan food in L.A. And I ain't dogging any of those fucking places. The fucking tacos that I had here was just like eating the same shit. It was fucking good as fucking. Uh, I believe I didn't ask, the chorizo was made out of soy, but they made it like crispy and shit. And then they had all the fucking regular, uh, um stuff they had onions right there cilantro fucking bomb fucking salsa and um they were fucking fantastic dude they were great dude super delicious and it was kind of funny cuz i seen a couple people that were standing there on the side behind me cuz i guess the um the tacos were what were they 14 uh, pesos a, a taco and they were all you know what pagar 14 pesos por un pinche taco <laughs> or how they say it, uh in uh in uh Chilango speak (laughs) Derogatory term for a person from uh, Mexico City Uh, (laughs) I was trying to like uh, Form it in my head real quick Um, (laughs) How do these folks talk again? You know, no, hijo. You know, what? pagar fourteen pesos for a taco. <laughs> and this' a funny dude the way these fools talk down there. I think it's a mixture of the uh, the actual native uh, Indian tongue that they have there and uh, and regular uh, Mexican Spanish. So it's kind of like it has that? And that's my theory. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't read that out of a book. Somebody didn't tell me that shit. But I think it's pretty fucking uh, pretty on point. And uh, it was a trip, dude. We flew into um, uh, Mexico City and uh, landed right there at the airport and it was a trip because as soon as you start getting to mexico city it starts descending you start seeing city for miles dude for fucking miles mexico city is the biggest fucking city in uh in mexico and um and it's the biggest city in the world as far as density population and it's fucking huge huge and then you're flying in and you can see some spots that rain's coming in other spots that's there's sunshine that's how fucking enormous it is and it was fucking cool because my cousin, he lives right there in, uh, in Polanco, which is a cool little posh little district. And um, yeah, man, which is a five minute. As soon as I got there on Tuesday, um, I walked to El Museo de Antropología. And uh, that's the National Museum of Anthropology. And uh, on the way there, fucking, it was funny because I asked a couple of locals, you know, hey, how do you get here? And he's like, no, está fácil, ven para acá. Te voy a enseñar, te vas por aquí abajo y haces una derecha. Oh, y otra cosa, ¿te gustan las tortas? <laughs> do you like tortas? I'm like, hell yeah, I love tortas, dude. He's like, hay un lugar, tortas, la, samar, la samartiana, samartana, la zar, samaritana, samaritana. No, hijo, olvídate, son unas tortas bien padre, bien deliciosas. La actriz, María Félix. I ordered sus torta, I said, I'll be in the esquina. He told me to try out this torta place because it was this. Um Old Mexican actress, Maria Felix, that was her spot. She lived on the corner, and the torta spot was on the corner. And uh, she used to order uh, her tortas, which was uh, milinesa with queso blanco. And the way they, and the trick, or I guess the thing that these are famous for, they're prensadas. They're actually like panini style. They press them down for a little bit, and, you know, they got the little rail marks on there, the little grill marks on the torta. And they cut cut the bolillo flat. It's that flat bolillo. And they put a little bit of mayonnaise, a little slither of beans, and a little slither of guacamole. Dude fucking bomb 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 and i didn't try any other ones except for the fucking maria felix one and I've, i ate those there three times dude uh <laughs> i wish i would have more but nevertheless dude they're so fucking bomb but yeah man the museo de antropologia was a shit dude i mean i've been there in 1998 and i've been to mexico city in 2006 and 2008 and 2010 but i never um and 2014 but i never had enough time to uh go hit the little tourist spots. And that's where they have that uh, big old enormous uh, calendar, uh, the Aztec calendar, which is uh, the most accurate calendar opposed to the one they have now. Far more accurate than the Gregorian calendar. And uh, that's a big old rock. It's a big old rock that they carved that design into. And they call it La Piedra del Sol. And uh, they actually found that when they were excavating down in Mexico City uh, for telephone wires. They were actually, you know, you know pushing through to make way for a bunch of telephone wires when they ran into that rock. And they're like, what the fuck? And they started looking at it going, dude, this is a fucking out- artifact. Because Mexico City itself is Mexico City. But below Mexico City, they have, um, which are the Aztec ruins. That's where fucking old ancient Aztlan is. Or, you know, where the last uh, um, uh, Cuauhtémoc, which is the last... Uh, um Aztec emperor was that's where you know where the Spanish co- conquered and that was uh, and that's underneath it on underneath it all and they still haven't discovered everything of the pyramids and all that shit because they just started building on top of it. And Mexico City is one of those cities that continually drops annually. Like every year, it drops three centimeters. So you can see some parts are lower than others, and how they actually, you know, jack lift some buildings and cathedrals to um, make them straight again, and you know, to like you know, forego the uh, the dipping of uh, the city itself, the city floor. So, yeah, man, fucking uh, the Museum of Anthropology was fucking rad. Had a bunch of shit in there. Dude, everything um, to speak of of uh, Mesoamerican Mexican history, pre-Columbian, even Navajo history, um, Oaxaca Indian history, um, Wichol history, all types of cool-ass artifacts, enormous stuff. It's fucking fascinating, too, just on the fact that, like... uh, just like, God damn, people made that shit? They carved rocks? It's like, how long did it take? And it's like, you know, just like immaculate art. You just go, God damn, dude. And there's a bunch of cool-ass golden artifacts um, that they, you know, made, jewelry and shit. Because they said fucking when the time of uh, Cortez, and this is going back to, like, a lecture I heard in uh, in college in a uh, history of Mexico that, like, when Cortez landed in his uh, diaries, it said that gold was so abundant that the kids were playing with it like Plato. Um, and they were you know, forming little men out of it And stuff like that So I guess pure gold is super fucking soft And you can actually mold it And do uh, whatever you want with it and You can actually see the purity When you look at those uh, artifacts And uh, you can actually see it's like Beyond like the type of gold that you're used to Or that you have on chains and shit You can see it's like soft And um, you can just see it's a really really fucking golden Opposed to the gold that we're used to That's more plated gold Even though it's pure 24 karat gold uh, I don't know what pure pure gold is in carrots, but it's obviously one hundred. <laughs> if twenty four is twenty four, but yeah, man, they had all those. Um, they had the like pre um, the 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 juego ritual that are uh, those uh, cylinders where they actually uh, played basketball. It was a, instead of you know being um, on on the bottom, it's on the sidewall where you, they actually had a game of basketball. So I can guess you can guess March Madness was back in the day in old uh, ancient Mexico. <laughs> and uh, you know they had fucking uh, the uh <laughs> I was gonna say the World Series, but the championship games of basketball back in the day. So you can say I guess it didn't technically originate in the states or whatnot. But nevertheless, man, it's fucking pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, man, they also they actually had the skeleton right there in the museum of Anth- of anthropology of Lucy, the first uh, bipedal uh, um, our our human relative there. And that goes dates back to three point eight million years ago. So they actually have the skeleton there, which was fucking awesome. Um, you know, a lot of people say fucking all bullshit, and our fucking first human wasn't found in Africa, which is bullshit. It was, and uh, that was fucking awesome. And I already knew about that in college and whatnot, but uh, it was cl- kind of cool to see a little ass human, tiny little thing. But you see like, in the remnants of what was their, um or what was her um, her uh, skeletal remains. That was cool. That was super cool. But I think the most fascinating thing to me has always been that uh, that uh, that rock of the sun, La Piedra del Sol, because it's just so big. It's so detailed. I mean, you look at it, it's an actual calendar, but still it's like... You just look at it and go, God damn, dude. You know, you see the little serpents on the bottom, and you see it's, like, a star, and then you see the face in the middle, which, you know, has, like, you know, um, a bunch of, like, a, like a snake and, a, like, a fucking serpent head and just a bunch of little details coming out, which is fucking just immaculate if you really fucking look at it and go, God damn, dude. These dudes did that shit back then. Shit, I can you know you can't imagine a motherfucker just picking at a rock every day, until they fucking build a, a massive fucking sculpture uh, to that size and to that um, to that uh, I guess scale, dude. And then you also have the old uh, pre-Columbian um, the, um, heads out there that they had, um, which actually kind of look like if you look at them, they have those uh, those broad noses and those uh, wide lips. You know, it's a, that a lot of people. You can hear it more. I never heard the uh, the uh, I don't want to say the intellectual version, but a lot of people, you know, say, "Oh, there was black people here before, and this and that," which you know could be possible. You know, who the fuck knows? So, um, you know, as far as the indigenous uh, roots of uh, Mexico, just like any other parts of the of of the West. but yeah, man, so that was cool. I ran through uh, Museo de Antropología. That was a couple fucking, uh, about three, three, three and a half hours I was there for. And then I walked to El, uh, El Castillo de Chapultepec, which uh, was built by Maximiliano, who was actually a, a French prince, king. And then I think um, Porfirio Diaz is the one that, um, that during the Porfira, Porfiriato, he was the one that actually made it like, you know. More of uh, he gave it the floor, the checkerboard floor, and added a bunch of additions to it. Um, I think the uh, garden in there has been there since Maximiliano's time. And again, it's like it's pretty much a castle, and it's fucking cool in there, man. And it, and it shows all the presidential like uh, government, the ostentatiousness, like the, like the presentation. It's like I guess they a lot of the stuff. Excuse me. Was like. They brought in uh, French uh, decorators, interior decorators to decorate that shit, like, bomb-ass, like, oak tables and chairs, just, like, mad, mad luxury, mad luxury, and I guess it was during Lázaro Cárdenas' time, which was another... uh, uh, reformer, He's the one that created that stuff for the ejidos and, you know, um, gave a lot of stuff back to the poor. He opened it up uh, as far as um, um, a place for the public to see in a museum setting because uh, they, you know, and that's when I guess they made Los Pinos, which is like uh, Camp David now. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, man, he made that shit as far as so the people can see and people can take a look at it and see what it's like uh, to see how they lived. And, uh, yeah, man, fucking a bunch of bomb-ass uh, uh, paintings, um, and a bunch of cool-ass shit, a bunch of cool-ass stuff in there. And what the cool thing is, like, the actual the stuff in the middle in the courtyard, they have, like, a little uh, centerpiece that has the Mexican flag in there, and it's just fucking bomb. It looks fucking sweet. And it's, uh, again, some of that old-school architecture. I actually don't know the years of it, but you can look it up online. And I have pictures on uh, my Instagram and a bunch of um, also those, uh, those uh, Catholic church Type of uh, windows I can't even think of the fucking name now, but uh, stained glass uh, window work with like angels and um, and women and uh, you know kind of like Lady Liberty style, and uh, you know holding a vase with fruit, and then you have another one that has like a chick. um, It's kind of like a mermaid looking uh, thing, but she's like the chick holding like a a baby I think with you know in in uh, in uh, in the wind or a, like another type base, and then you got another lady that's holding like, um, like wheat, and then like one of those wheat cutters, and um, yeah, it's very, uh, it's, uh, it's a bomb-ass palatial estate, but it's just like super, super, super cool, and then on the outside of the doors, they have like, you know, uh, drawings of like women, majestic, like sitting with a dog, and you know, half naked, um, don't tell John Ashcroft about it, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, and, and you know, oil on like, um, on, uh, not on canvas, but actually on the stucco walls, but, you know, um, you know, drawn up and, uh, painted by, you know, uh, exquisite fucking, uh, artists, which I don't know the name of. And they have little homages there to Porfirio Diaz, Maximiliano, of course, just on the historical and uh, culture, cultural trip. They have bomb ass paintings of Benito Juarez and, uh, his, his um, his, uh, whole history, And uh, Benito Juarez, too, meeting the indigenous people with the army. And uh, very fucking cool stuff, which you have to actually, I I posted a lot of those pictures on my Instagram. Again, you can check those out. They have fucking uh, beautiful oil paintings of uh, Porfirio Diaz on top of a horse and uh, his his whole uh, military garb. And then you have some of the paintings right there uh, of Diego Rivera in there of the revolution, and those are fucking uh, cool and beautiful And, uh, yeah, man, it was a trip. You got a bust of Lázaro Cárdenas in there. Um, Yeah, cool. And they actually have a a drawing of Pancho Villa right there with the Toma de Zacatecas. And shows, you know, a mural, in essence, of uh, what went down there. And then a solo uh, mural of uh, Benito Juárez, which is pretty much uh, the most indigenous-looking leader ever. And then also of uh, Victoriano Huerta and um, Porfirio Diaz. So, yeah, man, uh, fucking Palacio de... Chapultepec, El Castillo de Chapultepec was fucking bomb, and it was funny, on the way out, they have like a tram that goes down, so you don't have to walk, but I mean, I hiked all the way up, I was like, fuck it, dog, I gotta get my little workout on, but there was some Cubans from Cuba going, ah, pues, como que no vamos a ir allá abajo con, con el trencito, no incluyo en el, con el boleto, me hubieran dicho, y esta cayendo gota, que esta pasando, and they were like, all complaining, like fucking Cubans, style, but it's fucking funny, the lady was just fucking hilarious, I was just sitting there laughing at her, she turned around, looked at me, laughing at her, and then she started laughing, <laughs> but uh yeah man and that day in Mexico City after that I just fucking walked down fucking that's when I ate those vegan tacos real quick went to Starbucks bought a couple friends uh, some uh Mexico uh, coffee mugs for uh you know for them so they could have it you know I got one for Punky I got one for Lisa and one for my mom and um yeah man it was fucking cool and then that's where you see el el Angelito de la independencia the angel of independence which is fucking, if you look at it during the day, it's fucking bomb. And even at night lit up. And that's a cool-ass little monument, man. And then fucking after that, I went to go eat Cuchinita Pibil, which is like super fucking bomb. And uh, yeah, man, fucking, uh, that was like my little Mexico City trip that day. And then the second day, I went to go get a... uh, some uh, more uh, tortas in the mo- morning at uh, Tortas La Samaritana right there uh, across the street from um, Maria Felix's old house because I guess they knocked that shit down and now it's uh, they're building a newer one or new house and then I went to a Frida Kahlo museum in Coyoacan Mexico which one of the 16 boroughs of uh, Mexico City there it was fucking bomb and that's a fucking cool pad dude and that's like a pad full of culture because like you know everybody looks at you know Mexicans are a certain ways certain color and you know she wasn't like completely like you know uh she had some European in her so but the thing about her and that's a lot of things even being American or being it's a more of a state of mind you don't have to look exactly what something looks like or they think something looks like it's like the picture they always have a Jesus it's like a white dude that looks like he was in the Beach Boys uh Jesus didn't look like that but you know it's always like the winners print the history or write the history so um yeah her cool thing was she was just all about culture and perpetuating mexicanism mexicanisms you know of course she was down with the socialists and what in the hardcore left but i mean that's another thing but she always liked to dress mexican be pure in that fashion and then i went to her house which is la casa azul which was, was uh, where frida and diego rivera lived um during uh, from 1929 to 1954 and um not even according to legend, according to the video that they played there, and I've heard this before, uh, Diego Rivera wasn't much to look at as far as like you can see dudes like that every day on the street and you'd be like, this fat motherfucker. But one thing about Die- Diego Rivera is that he was a fucking crooner to the ladies. He knew how to speak well to them. And uh, Frida knew about his infidelities, and she was kind of cool with it, I guess. And um, I guess it was – she the the thing that she drew the line was when, um, when uh, Frida got with her uh, – with uh, when Diego got with Frida's sister, that's when she fucking blew up, and that's when she started busting out her arts of her uh, her uh, murals of uh, her suffering, uh, for, of her pain, having abortions or miscarriages, and of broken heart heart heartness. So, uh, but her house was fucking cool, man. Super fucking cool. Super fucking Mexican. Like her fucking kitchen is one of those old school ass fucking kitchens with like tile fucking counter pieces where the stove was. And it has actually openings where you can put uh, lumber or uh, wood. And it was one of those stovetops, and, uh, you know, natural burning with ventilation and shit. And it showed a bunch of her art, a bunch of her sketches, a bunch of her oil paintings, some of Diego's as well. And, uh, that was super fucking cool. Super cool. Room by room, uh... Her her, uh, self-portraits, the ones of uh, of uh, watermelons. And then uh, everything was description. To give you a description, she has a bomb-ass fucking little uh, garden on the inside. And it showed her the bed where she actually... Because she was pretty much bedridden a lot of her life after a fucking accident. She was really fucked up. And uh, she would draw on her bed, and it was designed for her. It shows her her living room, her living space, how she had it set up. Her kitchen, of course. And it was fucking, fucking really cool, man. It was... Uh, it was kind of breathtaking the sense of going damn this woman did so much as one of those artists that didn't finally get recognized kind of towards the end and I guess you know during the time of her contemporaries she was kind of like insecure and it's kind of funny because you know me I go through that shit I sometimes don't think I'm fucking good enough and you go, god damn and then you fucking realize you are pretty good you just got to believe in yourself more you just got to do what the fuck you do have no, in, in, no inhibitions and fucking you know shine like a fucking ray of lightning because that's what is that's what you want to do because if you can see yourself doing that and if you did it before, you can do it again. But it was Diego that always had her back and telling you got to go to Europe. Go to Europe, go to France, you're fucking blow up. Go to New York, do an exhibition there, you're going to blow up. They're going to fucking love you. And it was later dawn in her life when she did that, and it was fucking... To critical appraise, dude. They're like, who the fuck is this chick? Well, I mean, what do you mean, who the fuck is this chick? This chick is Frida Kahlo. She was the one that was dude, Diego Rivera. She's the one that used to hang out with these painters. That's where she comes from. And they're like, God damn, we never knew. But now you know. And then the final exhibition, the only one she did in uh, Mexico, was um, was in Mexico City, El, El uh, Palacio de Bellas Artes and uh that's she actually showed up there in a fucking uh ambulance because she was bedridden and that was a fucking hit her exhibition was fucking a hit like unbelievable fucking hit and um yeah man so she fucking did that shit and uh one of those paintings later on i think madonna bought them and uh, she bought one for over a million bucks and she was the first latin american uh, artist that ever sold a, a piece uh over a million dollars man so yeah that was a fucking bomb ass little fucking experience right there going to casa azul frida carlos house and also being right there in the artisan district right there in Coyoacan and uh it was totally fucking cool people are super fucking nice and actually met a black British dude right there fucking at the Frida Kahlo Museum that was uh, excuse me that was fucking pretty fucking cool that was awesome and uh, I think I talked about it on the last podcast or the one before that, on the introduction introductory part. But yeah, man. Um, so Frida Kahlo's house, I've never been there beforehand. I wanted to go to the Diego Rivera Museum, couldn't fucking make it because uh, time. But then we went off to Teotihuacan, which is actually the pre-civilization before the Aztecs. And that's about 45 miles uh, out of uh, Mexico City. And that's where they have the Pyramid of the Sun, the Pyramid of the Moon, and the correct interpretation in Spanish is the Pyramid del Sol, the Pyramid del de la luna, and again, the way it's designed the way you walk up there, it's like, it's fucking steep as fuck, but the way they designed it is that you get walk there, and it's like with, with utmost fucking comfort and easiness, you don't even feel that shit on your knees but by the time you get to the fucking second step the third step, and the final level you, it's pretty fucking, it's like the workout of fucking champions, you kind of feel like fucking Rocky on that fucking scene when he gets fucking uh, to the end, right before the Apollo fight, getting stronger <laughs> yeah I could do it <laughs> So yeah, man, that was fucking cool. And again, I've been there in 2008. It was fucking nice to see the ruins. And there's a bunch of cool ass people. there from all over the fucking world, dude. Koreans and shit. We weren't even understanding shit. But I was wearing my Deftone shirt, the one with the chick on it. He's like, oh, the beautiful lady. Oh. And I was like, yeah, man, what's going on? Where are you guys from? Korea? Korea? <laughs> and they were cool, man. They were like fucking happy and shit. Oh, me a lover of Mexico. Me a Mexico. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, look like Bobby Lee's uncle and shit. <laughs> But that was fucking cool, man. And then they have their little museum in there, a bunch of fucking artifacts and shit. And then after that, fucking that day, I went to the Palacio de Bellas Artes, and then I went to the National Museum of Art, which they had a fucking bomb ass display of uh, exhibition of uh, Diego Rivera's uh, works. He had the little girl on the chair, the two little kids playing, the 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 famous one with the girl bending over and grinding on the um, on the uh, on. Uh, on that uh, rock, you know, making mice for uh, tortillas and shit, grinding the uh, mice down, and that other um, a long uh, painting, long, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> and uh, that longer one, which shows, you know, the um, the native people bathing right there in the um, in the creek or the water in the river, and um, the guy with his son, and uh, yeah, man, it was fucking pretty fucking cool, man. Pretty fucking cool. And as far as food in Mexico City, too, it was fucking bomb as fuck, man. Um, I mentioned this in the last podcast for the introduction. The one thing that I really loved the best was, uh, the second best was uh, el uh, chicharrón de pulpo, which is uh, a chicharrón-style fucking octopus, which was fucking bomb as hell. But the second, the, the, the third second, because there's three that were super bomb uh, Was cochinita pibil, And there's two spots that I've been to And I, back in the 1998 I went with my uncle But dude, cochinita pivil is just like You know, uh, it's pork But marinated, uh, yucatan style And uh, just hours and hours And hours and the dude grabs a tortilla Grabs it with his hand, puts it in there And it's just like super rich food I mean, I think it is um, menacing to your health At some point if you eat too much But nevertheless, uh, it's fucking super Fucking delicious but um, yeah, man, the best thing though, well, the best thing is when we drove back from Mexico City to, back to Zacatecas was um, Barbacoa de Borrego, which is a sheep, uh, um, a deep, and that's made in a deep pit, man. And let me tell you something, dude. You can say you had the bomb tacos wherever the fuck you want in the fucking world, but if you're going to have some bomb ass tacos, go to Carretaro. and that's right there outside of Mexico City, and it's called Barbacoa Santiago, and I'm going to tell you right now. Even if you're vegan or vegetarian, you have to try this, dude. It's just super soft, and you can get it called mancita, or you can get like, you know, the, the full on meat, which I like mancita better, which is a little cut up with a little bit of fat. But let me tell you, that's a fucking, and the fresh tortilla has been made right there. And they, you got the option of, uh, of having um, tortillas. Um, the the blue ones or the regular ones, but let me tell you, man, that shit was to the fucking t. And then when we got there, they were actually done because they have different little cycles. And they fucking uh, they gave us a pancita for free just cause we're waiting there for twenty minutes. And I didn't want to eat too many. I only ate two. I wanted to eat like fucking six because I was waiting for the fucking barbacoa de borrego. But dude, that shit was fucking bomb. It's just underground pit. In essence, you can say barbecue, steam, smoke, whatever the fuck. I don't know exactly what the process is. But god damn, that shit was fucking bomb. Bomb! Bomb! It's so fucking good. It's just fucking unbelievably good. And they fucking, they cover it up with the uh, pencas and maguey, which is like, you know, um, the stuff that they get uh tequila from. And uh, they cover that up, and then it's covered up in aluminum foil, and they bring it out. It's, oh my god. And you can see, I uh, got a couple, I got a little video on Instagram of it, and uh, you can see a couple pictures of it, but let me tell you, man, fucking to the motherfucking tea, the Best food I've ever eaten in my life And I had bomb ass food And as of recently too, about 8 months ago We were in McAllen, Texas with Felipe and Keith Manning And we had some fucking escargot We had some fucking um, beautiful uh, meat plates And uh, let me tell you That shit was fucking bomb But nevertheless, if I had my last meal If I was on death row <laughs> And here's your last meal before execution I would definitely uh, ask for a, uh, Barbacoa Santiago Which is a Barbacoa de, um, de Borrego let me tell you, man. Fucking super bomb. So with that, we have uh, my little experience in Zacatecas and um, Mexico City. And, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to go over that with you guys and, you know, sh- share my experience. And that was that, man. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you very much for... Um, for supporting the podcast, getting us to number 121 yesterday on the fucking, uh, on uh, the iTunes uh, comedy category chart. It's fucking bomb. And uh, there's been a couple people that hit me up on Twitter. Um, how do you become a sponsor? You become a sponsor, just send an email to uh, uh, the yeah Man Podcast at gmail.com. And um, I'll give you details there. We don't need to be fucking. Uh, then we'll communicate there. You don't need to be saying prices or bullshit over the phone. So uh, if you have any other issues or any questions with the podcast, you can hit me direct at Rodrigo Torres Jr. at yahoo.com. Follow me. Uh, But just don't be sending no bullshit and shit because I got some crazy emails as of late. But it's all fucking good. It's all love. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Rodrigo Torres Jr. Follow me on Facebook. Um, Felipe is my friend on there. You can, you know, all the comments that we uh, fucking uh, roll with. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Rodrigo Torres Jr. On Tumblr. On Periscope. And on Snapchat. Other than that, you motherfuckers keep shining. Thank you, thank you so much, and have a wonderful rest of the week. Um, And I'm out. I'm out like the Phantom. All right, man. Peace. Goodbye.